Welcome to the Bop Pod, the podcast where three of the coolest people you've ever met talk about music, life, and everything in between. My name's Jesse. And I'm Alana. I'm Steve. So, first of all, it's been a while. What do you what do you guys been bumping? Um, I will say it they came out last month, both of the albums, and this is pretty predictable, I think, for me personally, but uh, I can't stop listening to uh, Un Verano Sinti and uh, Honestly Nevermind. Um, yeah, I'm just fully uh, immersed in those two, and it's been hard to pull myself out. Of, and Bad of Bunny and Drake, those are your faves. Those right? are my two faves, and yeah. sort of releasing, both of them deciding to release albums around the same time um, really took over my calendar. Um, can't really make plans outside of just listening to those albums, so... Yeah, I'm. I yeah, I'm fully addicted, uh, and I'm okay with saying that. What do you What do you think about everyone hating? Not everyone. People hating on this new Drake album. <laughs> I think I think people are boring, <laughs> and um, I think he's such a polarizing uh, person, no matter what. And so, whatever he puts out, people will sort of not like just by default of wanting to not like him um and and you know i think you know he's he's had some questionable behavior but i do think that this album is really um different than what he's ever done before like i think he's tried with like afrobeat and to like sort of um infuse that with a little bit of dance and stuff but like there's never been like a house or like garage track that he's put out i don't think at 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 this juncture, if, if I'm wrong, you can correct me, anybody. But I think doing a whole prod, a project um, of, you know, those genres seems like a really obvious um, reflection that that's just like something he wanted to do for himself and he wasn't really concerned with, I think, how other people might perceive it or take it in. He's just like, this is what I'm feeling and I'm going to do it. Uh, and I really like that. And my friend called it uh, a risk. And I think that's a really good way of describing it. Mm. yeah steve <laughs> i do think that album is dog shit <gasps> Damn. but i have i think it's dog shit for a completely different reason but what i don't what? think is dog shit mm -hmm. is my favorite pastime is getting high and finding shit on youtube mm -hmm. and i've been watching a lot of like uk stuff so like a lot of gas works a lot of chicken shop date oh. so then uh this british rapper appeared and the thumbnail uh, on youtube is like him getting pushed while he's driving like an arm pushing him and i was like this looks fucking wild and i clicked it watched it blew me the fuck away well what blew me the fuck away the guy's name is loyal carner so i fucking went through like a whole like rabbit hole of all his music videos every video has like perfect like coloring a certain aesthetic every song is smooth he's like enunciating all his words correctly bars are crazy and then like <clears throat> i was looking up his albums each album has like a overlapping theme he's always talking about race he's like completely different than like the uk rappers i'm used to because i mostly listen to like grime or like drill or whatever so i was just like this is fucking amazing and i'm like probably the best thing i found this year was like discovering this guy i think he's amazing wow and okay. his new song hate is insane and like the video i would recommend 
anyone that's black and had to deal with the anxiety of being black, definitely watch the music video because he captures that moment like perfectly. I think he's amazing. If he ever comes here, he's going to have my money. Whoa. He's okay. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Dope guy. I feel like your YouTube searching skills are just so good. Like you're always finding good stuff. You're able to like weed through just the the mass trash. amounts of trash. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You just got to watch decent shit and then you'll find like shit that's cooler than the shit that you watch. And that's my problem. I'm just watching bad stuff. So all, all my, my whole homepage is just bad, bad tutorials on DJing and uh, mostly by like Scandinavian people who are like really good at DJing. And you're like, why is, why is every Scandinavian person good at DJing? Nice. Anyways. But, <laughs> yes. but I do have a thing to say. Yeah. I, I know why people say the Drake album is trash. It's not because it's a risk. It's because they hold them to such a high stature. Do you think so? Yes, because you, you can't lie. His like first three albums are really, really good. And then he did the the ghostwriting album. If you're reading this, is too late. And everyone's like, this is pretty sick, but he didn't write it. And then it's been all downhill from that moment. And it's getting worse and worse <laughs> and worse. Well, I don't know, because I think, I think there's such a large camp of people who have disliked him from the beginning because they don't like... they. I don't think they like the fact that he was able to pivot from such like a non-traditional background into like something like rapping that holds such weight, mm -hmm. like that role and so i think there's like built-in hate to just his his rise as an artist and and i do agree with you i think like you know there's not just two people like two kinds of people that hate drake it's probably for so many reasons that we might not even think of but mm. i think like the people that have hated him since the jump uh, you know are just gonna find any reason to mm. to not like him as a person who I loves to dance, I love it. <laughs> and I don't, listen, I don't hate Drake. I loved him on Degrassi. And I'll lis I listen to all of his music, but like the songs that, that I like are like one dance. And so this was kind mm -hmm. of an, an album full of that. And so I was like, yes, for, it's for me. <laughs> for yes. people who like, you know, I want to appreciate Drake, but I don't listen to his music a lot on like the off the off season like you know when, <laughs> when the album comes out i listen to it but then i don't go back to all the tracks but like massive is like obviously the standout mm -hmm. song for the club and i love it yeah it should be called honestly jesse's gonna love this honestly yeah um all right well listen yeah, well, you, listen it, I, you know okay <laughs> it's definitely different um well the one thing i want to talk about is that i've been i have this book called the 261 greatest albums since punk and disco mm -hmm. that i think i like found on the street and i've been going through it like day by day trying to and listening to a lot of the albums uh, or all of them i've listened to all of them and I've like the you know seeing which ones I actually like like the most. Um, one of those being you know uh, Blondie's first album was really good, mm -hmm. but this band Wire is um, re uh, really good. It's like it, so is if you're about to play a clip, it's very different than both <laughs> of your vibes. But I've been really getting into like British punk. Okay, I think that's okay. So Wire and like Sex Pistols and this band X. XTC, ecstasy. Um, yeah, they have this song called "This Is Pop," and I was like, I I love that. Um, that this song is just called "This Is Pop." Yeah. For the record, we are not shaming anybody on the British punk that they. Yeah, like. I just been really, you know, and like the Ramones. Yo, yo, I don't know the Queen. <laughs> you know, I don't know the Queen. <laughs> this sort of shit's so disrespectful. <laughs> 
it's like really good walking music. I feel like. Yeah. You feel you feel amped. Yeah, I'm like get, getting ready to go to work. Oh, this shit fire though. I never heard this before. Yeah, I think I also put yeah some by Wire, which is my most recent ad to like. I've just been collecting the ones that I actually really like, um, the albums that I like, and um, yeah. How much money would you pay to go see these bands if they were performing? In- um, well, I feel like a band, well, I mean, like, I feel like none of them exist. Well, like, Blondie's still around. I feel like I would definitely go see Blondie. I'm seeing, in the fall, um, when I go to LA, I'm seeing, um, Roxy Music with my mom, which is, I, th- they're, I think they're gonna be somewhere in the book. Um, <laughs> yeah, so definitely. I d- definitely would. Um, definitely pay money. Yes. You just don't know, <laughs> you don't know what amount. <laughs> yeah, it depends on the band. But like, like there's, um, there's a B-52's like farewell tour. And one of the bands that I listened to was on it, uh, or is opening for them. Um, which band? And, and I was like, I would go. Um, oh yeah, it's at the Beacon Theater. Um, the Rizillos is a, I listened to an album by the Rizillos and they're opening for the B-52s. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, yes. I think that's great. I, I, it's a huge like blind spot for me, uh, British punk. And mm-hmm. I think I like more like new wave stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, for whatever reason, I think there's just like a little bit more melody, but I do love your dedication to like researching, um, yeah. you know, bands and just like sort of wanting to be, um, I don't know what the word is. Um, just an all knowing. Yeah. Person. Yes, especially yeah. When this stuff, I like I like this stuff. You like this stuff. There was one of the albums Steve, do you on there like this stuff? was the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack, so I which I never listened to. That so, shit fire. And then I watched Saturday Night Fever, which is not as fire of a movie as the soundtrack. Oh, no. Good, it's kind of dark towards the end. Anyway, well, I mean, I think we can all agree that there is a '70s revival happening yeah. right now. So is there? Hundred percent. Yeah. Why don't we? Hundred <laughs> percent. Why don't Why don't we talk about that? Okay. Well, we can surely talk. You don't think there's a seventies revival? There's like dance music. Disco music is popular again. Like old disco house is is coming back into the zeitgeist. There's like I feel like also the the party culture post pandemic. It's not like uh, what what were they gonna What were they calling it uh, during the pandemic? Like it was gonna be the Roaring Twenties. Yeah. I don't think it's that. I think it's the seventies. Mm-hmm. I think it's like Studio Fifty Four culture kind of is you. making a resurgence, and but at the same time, I will say I don't think twenty twenty two has like a distinct identity because it's like seventies music with yeah. like nineties fashion, and it's like what what are we doing? Yeah. Um, but I actually kind of like it. I like the um, blending of many many decades. Yeah, let's let's get into it about um, new music that sounds like old music. Okay. Yeah, I think what that a makes great sense. Great idea. Yeah. Um, uh, so you want to take it away? Sure. Also, I'll start. This yeah. is kind of because I feel like we'll talk about like disco and stuff. But um, I, the band Krongbin, which yes. every time I say it or hear it, it pisses me off because it's just a nonsense name. Um, what is, it must mean something. Krong, yeah. I don't. I thought it was Krangbin. Maybe it is. But like when I went home to LA last summer, it was like more than one person was like, oh, like Krong, they just mentioned Krongbin. Mm. And it started to piss me off. I was like, what the hell is this shit? <laughs> but um, before you listen to it. Yeah, though. exactly. But yeah. then I listened to it and they, they most recently had an album with Leon Bridges, who I also feel like has an old school sound. And yeah, they're, it's like giving like 
70s psychedelic rock, <laughs> right? It's giving like, uh, yeah, no, it's giving on, on acid <laughs> That's at the, what I was at the party. <laughs> Everyone's in beanbag chairs, <laughs> etc. What an interesting ambiance. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking at a beanbag chair right now in Chef's face. It, <laughs> it looks good. It looks good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. Um, I feel like it's for me. It's giving like I'm. I'm not going to be doing the drugs, but I will watch a bunch of people doing the drugs, mm. and I will sort of like sway with it. Um, yeah, Steve, do you listen to Krangman? No, this is dope though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like it's all. Everyone's would, getting into this kind of stuff. Yeah, I would definitely smoke weed to this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For um, me, because I'm not. I, I I like weed, but I don't really do much else outside. Of, I just do weed. Um, <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's I all think, you need. I think for me, it's like, I what what activity can I pair this with? And for me, it's sort of like also walking, but also maybe like organizing files. Um, <laughs> you got hella files, yeah, like giving hella clothes files. away to donation. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. Like a lot of admin work, <laughs> and, and I don't know if the band would like that. I think but that's insulting. I don't. <laughs> I don't think so. If I were if I were a musician, I would be like, well, you know, at least they're finding purpose in my music. Yeah, yeah. You know, you could play it when you're going to the bathroom. I'm still getting the listens. You that's know true, what I mean? That's true. And I, I you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily play this when I'm going to the bathroom. So I feel like that's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I, well, I feel like also with like vinyl being com- becoming very popular yeah. again. I, mean, I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but like you know something like this, I'm like, yeah, I'll get the vinyl so I can spin it and feel like I'm back in the 70s where yeah. I never lived. I think I think the vinyl trend has come back, and I th- I think some of that is um, cyclical, like how technology sort of like I. I'm just waiting for the landlines to come back and for That'll the flip phones. That would be so fire. I'm done. I'm back, done with what? my smartphone. That's I actually, I think my smartphone is kind of stupid, um, and I'm over it. And so I, I hope that you know the VHS has come back yeah. and, and all that stuff. Steve, you're itching for a landline. Yeah, that's, bro. When I, right, I'm gonna come clean. When COVID happened, right? And I was doing Zoom with the homies at my mom's crib. Every single white person would be like, your family still has a landline? Like, damn, bro. Like, I do white do. people just say fuck landlines? Because Caribbean people still paying for that shit. That's insane, bro. Yeah. We still have them in Queens. Maybe it's a New York thing. You know what? Maybe it's just they're from, like, Bumblefuck, and they come from, like, hella bread. Yeah. And their parents know better. My parents are dumb as shit. They don't know how to work Netflix. <laughs> they're from Haiti. You know what? I rather, I rather support that camp because landlines you know when all your little your little cell towers collapse Mm -hmm. um i actually don't know if that will affect the landlines but i'm hoping (laughs) that it doesn't (laughs) i feel like it will i don't know oh man ethernet yeah yeah yeah, just say whatever things that are involved in the grid the the grid grid. (laughs) grid. it gotta be the grid when the grid goes down anyways i feel like we got away from it um But yeah, Krangman, you feel like yeah. has an older aesthetic. That was the first thing I thought of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Steve, what about you? I'm not going to lie. I don't really fuck with shit that's like in the 70s and 80s and whatever, whatever. Get out. I, but nah, that's not, a, I guess something that sounds like classic. I know. I know I'm, I'm, I'm about to hit you with the, the facts. Hit me with the facts. We got to let, so, let it unravel. Me, I like when shit sounds like, oh, like 2000s, like shit I grew up on. You feel me? I'm not really trying to take a time machine back to the 70s. You mm-hmm. feel me? I might get my ass beat, might get hosed down. It's not the wave. Yeah. But 
If I go back in the 2000s, I'm be eating Lunchables, chilling, et cetera, et cetera, Capri Sun. So, uh, et cetera, et cetera, Capri Sun. There's a band, guys actually from Long Island. I believe it's pronounced Oso, Oso. So O-S-O-O-S-O. And he sounds like if like an indie hipster dude made like early 2000s like emo punk. And I fucked with it. I fucked with it. I found out about him because they did a show at my job. And then like when I did a little research, I was like, oh shit, this guy's like, uh, getting like applauded from like publications, so uh, people like it, like Noisy, Pitchfork, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yeah. But like his music videos are cool. He seems cool, and he's from Long Island, so I'm pretty biased. But his last album is pretty fucking sick. It's also a roller rink in Long Island. Is the cover? <laughs> Wait, which one? <laughs> I forgot the name of it. it. Might be um, if it's not Fun Zone, it's like Laserland. Oh my it's like God. deep Long Island, like almost like near Queens. Yeah. yeah, I went. Wow, that's interesting that you say deep Long Island is near Queens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say the opposite. You would say... I see Deep Long Island is like Hamptons, like Suffolk County. Oh, that's like the rich people. That's all in the other side. Like, I'm yeah. talking about like Long Island when you're going into the city. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. that's so fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. I like this. Wait, I also have a follow-up question. Do you feel like you have more loyalty to artists if you find out that I mean, I feel like, yeah, you're yeah, night, but yeah, so my thing is I have loyalty to musicians from Long Island and I think they're like super talented because uh, we kind of get a bad rep so every time I tell people I'm from Long Island they either think I grew up with like a gazillion white people or I came from bread which both are wrong uh, so when I find like a musician whether it's like a rapper or a punk artist that's like they care about songwriting and sound and theme and aesthetic uh, I'm like oh sick we got other creative people we just don't have Jerry Seinfeld and Alec Baldwin you know what I'm saying fuck Jerry Seinfeld Oh my god, fuck out Big facts. Um, I really like this song. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the bad white people are from Queens, which is like not fun for me personally. Isn't oh, is Ralph Macchio from Queens? I think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, goaded. Ralph Macchio rocks. And also uh, Raymond. Uh, everybody loves. Oh, yeah. he's from Queens, deadass? Everybody loves Raymond, yeah. What? Raymond of Ray Romano. <laughs> Ray, Raymond of Everybody Loves? I didn't yeah. even know that. Real talk. <laughs> the Ray that everybody loves. Yeah, that's crazy. Queens, yeah. Uh, Raymond Albert Romano. Um, I feel that way with California bands a little bit. Like so many, bands I love Haim. I feel like I have a, I love Haim, but like there's an extra element of like. I mean, even though they're Calabasas girls. Yeah, I was gonna say, aren't they like from a rich family? Wait, yep. Calabasas? I thought they're from San Fernando Valley. The Valley. Yeah, the, Calabasas is like considered the Valley, or ah. like umbrella term. BS, I'm learning so much. Yeah, some rich girls. Which like you know they can't help that they're born but rich. I, hey, yeah, everyone in California. Hey, rich. let my babies rock. Yeah, I, I, I love them. Yeah, and, and they kind of have an old no, but like when I go to their like their concert, it's like I feel like I'm like at a rock concert. Yeah, in a long in a long time in the past. Yeah, they know how to rock. They yeah, know how yeah, to yeah. rock. <laughs> yeah, I I I do. I think I like their older stuff a little bit more, but um, I do. I I think they make good music, and I do think they like love music. I I wouldn't fault a musician just from like just for coming from money i don't think that's good i think i would fault a musician who comes from, from money and then makes bad music yeah. because i'm like you have all the resources what is the um like i don't i wouldn't i think some musicians it feels like oh this is the easy route for mm -hmm. for them to take and then like the quality of what they're putting out isn't good but i'm like if you love music and you can feel yeah. that from from what you put out then like you know respect and yeah. I, I have a question who do you think fucked it up for everybody that came like, from like nepotism like that came from bread because i i know who fucked it up <gasps> who? who it has to be lena dunham because nobody in their <laughs> oh. mother 
was talking about, oh my God, they came from rich family. Fam, we had Angelina Jolie. We had mm-hmm. Drizzy Drake. Yeah. What, bro? It, bro, come on. But that, and, and you know what? I think you do have a really good point, but the, at the same time, her, what she made was really good. Ex- bro, exactly. So it's yeah. like, but I think. It was one of those, like, where'd she come from sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah, everybody pointed to her and was like, oh, she just got the show because she's rich. But at the same time, she made really good, like, what, what was that? Tiny Furniture? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That yep, was yep. insane. Fire. Fire. So good. Fire. And then Girls is really, really great. Like, First three seasons, solid. Then she was wowing. Yeah. But we also wouldn't have Euphoria <laughs> if it wasn't for nepotism. Come That's on, stop true. playing with me. They gotta stop <laughs> all right, doing, all right, let's we gotta see stop it. doing We love shit, nepotism man. on the podcast. Fuck, yeah. I'm fucking with it. Okay, fucking speaking with it. of It's not helping nepotism. any of us, but we love it anyways. And, and bringing us back on track. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to, you know, uh, one of the... Uh, well, Alana and I, before, we're talking about one, like, influence versus, like, being derivative. Like, if it's clear that you're just trying to make you know, a song, whatever. But if you can feel the influences, like that's not a bad thing. But anyways, Miley Cyrus is nepotism, baby. Yes. But Fire. She, but her Amazing. voice, and I like, that's, I'm like, she's going to be around for a long time. Mm-hmm. And the, I feel like adults really like her. And as, well, we're adults. When we're getting older, she'll <laughs> be are. kind of like a Stevie Nicks-esque. Now nah, you bugged out. All right, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're <laughs> you right. fucked yeah. the fuck out. Sorry. No, Debbie Harry. So <laughs> I, wasn't wait, wait, wait. I wasn't involved in that hey, sort cuz. of association. Fam, fam, <laughs> I like Molly Cyrus, but not like Stevie Nicks. Okay, I wasn't no, trying to no, be disrespectful. No. <laughs> I respect the girl. No, but I, I do think you're right in that she has longevity, which I, I really, you know... Uh, 2010s was not a great time for her yeah. personally, but at the same time, you know, what she was doing publicly wasn't, I don't think, a good look, but the music that she put out was amazing. Yeah, I think she just recently is, like, scratching the itch of, like, people who yes. loved Debbie Harry and yeah. that that crap. I actually, I, not to compare her to somebody, I'm not going to say she's like this person, but it does remind me of the pivot that Pink took, where she, like, when she first came out, she was, like, hip-hop, Mm-hmm. And like R and B heavy, and then it just like she pulled a 180. I would say, I would say it was 180 degrees. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a mathematician, but that is what, how I would calculate the the pivot that she took into more of like a pop punk, like rock sort of area, and that is what this reminds me of. But I do think, I mean, I, I don't know enough about Pink to say whether like her her drive to make like R and B music and uh, hip hop music in the start of her career was like a genuine desire of hers or whether it was like oh the record labels being like oh we can market her this way um, but I do feel like with Miley everything that she's done maybe outside of Hannah Montana <laughs> I don't know is like very much her genuine mm. desire like even before uh, the We Can't Stop album and Pet Sounds and that Pet. it all Pet sounds? No, not pet sounds. Miley Cyrus and her dead, dead pets. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, pet Beach Boys. <laughs> Beach Boys. Yo, okay. <laughs> you can laugh at me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That was good. Um, oh, man. But, yeah. The, and her, whatever. And her pets. Um, <laughs> the, I feel like that is all stuff that... Who did she work with? The guy that... Flaming Lips. Flaming Lips guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. So... Even with this, it's just like a natural step for her where it's like, okay, I've done that stuff. Now I want to do this. And this feels really like, na- yeah, natural to me. I'm not, I'm going to keep saying natural. Uh, natural. That's okay. Totally. But yeah, we, I think, I think it's great. Yeah. 
Um, another artist on the list. Oh, I mm. I would say um, I haven't. I will come clean and say I haven't listened to them in a while. But uh, Shannon and the Clams and Hunks and His Punks, um, they really both remind me of these like fifties um, like bedroom pop sort of uh, <laughs> bands. I don't know if that was a genre in the 50s, but... It definitely wasn't. It Like, dreamy, yeah. like... Um, I don't know. I also picture, like, the diner scene from Greece. Um, beauty School Dropout. Mm. I don't know. When she's, like, sort of, yeah, falling into that little fantasy, and I imagine that if there, if there wasn't songwriting to that play, uh, and, you know, they had to pull music, that it would be... Oh, yeah, Gre- Grease the play. Well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, the movie as well. Yes. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'm only go- going off of movie references yeah, yeah. here. I don't have a, a huge, um, oh, not awareness, but like, I'm not really, not a big theater person, I will say. So if they turned it into a movie, that's what I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's very, very dreamy. Very like make me want to wear a, a a long dress with uh, <laughs> make me want to wear a long dress. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bar. Maybe That's a bar. <laughs> maybe skate around a roller rink a couple times. Not, um, not a long dress. Yeah. No, I'll still wear my long dress. Why you're not allowed You'll to wear that You'll trip over. You'll that'll that's a. Am disaster. I gonna trip over? I don't know. I've only rollerbladed in roller rinks. <laughs> I can't actually <laughs> can't actually roller skate, but um. Yeah, that's sort of the vibe that I get from this, and it, it makes me nostalgic for a time that I didn't live through, and yeah. also that was probably very bad for a lot of people. Yeah, you know. This sounds dope, though. This definitely sounds like what all the indie people were stealing from like, yeah. in the early 2000s. Yeah. Like the uh, uh, Beach House and fucking... Um, Best Coast also. Best Coast, yeah. Best Coast, yeah. yeah. But see, the thing is, I don't know what kind of rock that is. I thought it was like garage or surf, but I feel like when you like miss... like genre rock in front of white people they go crazy like i didn't know what rock was like tortoise and they were like that shit is like industrial math rock like your family. industrial math rock <laughs> they, they yeah. smacking guitars and hitting drums bro yeah Feel it's me? all rock to me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah the subgenres are really they get a little bit out of hand i yeah. will be i will be I know. I just I don't know. when I, when I refer to songs, I'm like, this is groovy, yeah, yeah, yeah. funky. That's it. That's all you need. Yeah. And fun. 100%. Yeah. That's all you need. Go, yeah. Yeah. There go. are three genres: groovy, funky, um, rock, sad, <laughs> sad, <laughs> groovy, funky, and sad. Groovy, funky, and sad. Well, yeah, groovy. That's it. Yeah. That's don't all you need. come at me with shoegaze, okay? <laughs> oh that's shit. That's not. Don't tell me it's named that because you. The, they're looking at their shoes. That's not a genre. Sorry. I don't respect it. Family, what is shoegaze? I literally, someone said they call it that because the performers will look at their shoes. Yeah, because they're like awkward. Uh, they, they, people making shit up. What is math rock? They added. Is that actually a genre? Oh, I, I thought you were making is a joke. Bro, I'm okay. dead ass. See, they told rock, me it's industrial it's, math rock. Yeah, it's like progress, like prog rock, um, like rush. And uh, it's like, yeah, it's called mathcore or like Midwest emo. You can't, uh, you can't name a genre and yeah. then say it's like other genres. That's like, you know, the rule of like using a word to define a, that word. Stop it. It's stop it. It's because of its rhythmic complexity seen as mathematical in character by listeners and critics. That's some white people. Guess shit. what? <laughs> Guess what? It's groovy, funky, or sad, yeah, and yeah. that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, let's, let's go it's to good groovy. that we have a podcast. Oh I yeah. think, actually. That's some white people shit. Yeah. Well, we talked about it a little bit at the beginning, and so I want to go back to, like, the disco vibes, mm-hmm. and, like, Tame and Paul is one person I thought of as well that's, like... Groovy and funky. Yeah. Um, it's it's all about that bass. For sure. 
Um, and I did listen to All this album when I was on acid, which is very, <laughs> yeah. very Hell good. Yeah. Very yeah. good. And I have listened to it not on acid. Mm. Um, we know, you just do weed. Yeah, I do weed. But I will say that this is not just file organization music. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back to that. No, it's for sure like, you know, road trip music. It's walking music. It's like laying in a park on a nice day. Um, this we, is. We also yeah. danced to this at Pony Boy. Yes, we, we, at Pony yeah, Boy. we did. They did. Oh, yeah. Uh, shout out my friend, Supply, DJ Supply. Um, yeah, he played this. Um, it's really... I, I came to, to Tame Impala late in the game, I would say. Yeah. Um, I feel like you were probably ahead, You're of, probably ahead on of the it. fold. For yeah. sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, Steve was listening to this at five years old. I'm <laughs> sure of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Steve is always. I swear to God, who did you just, you named Loyal? Carner. Loyal Carner. He's going to be um, on the cover of Rolling Stone next year. <laughs> and everyone's going to be like, oh, yes, Steve yeah. Genty told me about yeah, that Yeah, he guy. got his finger on the pulse. <laughs> yeah. The GOAT, Amy Winehouse, um, I feel like, you know, obviously she has very sadly uh, passed away a while ago at this point. Um, And I don't mean to, you know, bring up wounds, um, but I do feel like even though she was popular, you know, in the in the past at this point, you know, it was the 2000s. um, So it wasn't that far back. And I feel like to sound so like jazzy like I'm talking about she sounds like she came up in like the birth of jazz um, she really really inhabits that sound um, and I, I feel like yeah I'm, I miss her um, I'm really sad still about her not being with us anymore and I I have feelings about this uh, new biopic that they're making and I don't support it but you know what I've already been quite aggressive on this episode so I'm, I'm so not gonna lie they gotta stop this biopic shit I just hey. seen Elvis in the theaters I was like what is fam from Zoey 101 doing right now <laughs> they, we gotta oh, stop was this was he on Zoey 101 he was on one of them shits Ned's Declassified <laughs> he was Ned. on all of them bullshit Nickelodeon Austin Butler, just stop. We gotta stop this shit. Right? But you know what? Like I and and that's not to say like we don't want you to have an opportunity. Austin <laughs> Butler, we we want the best for you here on yeah. the Bot Pod. But yeah. like, first of all, Elvis, you know, we know what his legacy is. Okay, really great. Probably died on the toilet. Did, died on the toilet. Didn't treat women very nicely. Like where was that in the movie? Oh, they don't. Where show was it? the dying on the toilet and the him being ass? They, yo, it was, I, I didn't see the movie. That shit, I wish he died in the toilet in the movie. Oh, shit. He just, bro, when he dies, they just show you like footage of like him back in the day and they're like, RIP Elvis. Of course. Oh. Of course. <laughs> and that's yeah. the problem. The bio, if you're going to make a biopic, make it realistic. Yeah. I but, feel like it's relevant because Boz Lorm, like, so, because with that movie, I didn't see it, but it's all like, you know, old music, like, can't help falling in love, but like a Casey Musgraves cover where yeah. it's like all the, the old music, but trying to make yeah. it relevant but also adding hip-hop like doja cat i think the only good um biopic was the johnny cash one that's what joaquin walk hard no i'm just kidding and reese (laughs) walk hard no no that joaquin and reese witherspoon yeah that one was amazing and they sang those two sang those songs themselves yeah and uh ray yes yeah after that after those two it's all downhill we don't need like the fucking the queen one Oh. Mr. Robot, stop. Mr. Bad. How the fuck yeah, you get an Oscar off of that, bro? The Judy stop. Garland one, I didn't see that, but... 
I mean, she but did a. She. What's her face? Renee Zellweger did a really great job. You know, I, I will. Okay. Okay. Fine. I will be fair. I will say that there are some really good ones, and but I think people get too overzealous and they're like, let's make one about everyone, and then they lose track mm. of like the purpose of the film. And yeah, like especially with this, El- it's like no. The point is not to bring in a, an, a star-studded cast to like cover the Elvis songs. You're highlighting Elvis's legacy, so like yeah, just get somebody who can sing the Elvis songs. Get one person. And that's it. I don't know. Call it a day. I feel feel like I heard that they're making a Kurt Cobain one. I don't know. I got to Google that, but that makes me scared too. I don't know. Maybe I pick and choose what I like and what I don't like. But I just, I'm over it. And I also, someone I read, someone said, I read online, you know, made, made, they made a really good point that Amy, you know, like really gave her life for the public eye and like really did not was not comfortable and like it ruined her um and no Mm. one no one got help for her no one like stopped to think like oh amy is in like a bad way like it it really took a lot for them to actually do something and then by that point it was too late and i feel like using this advantage to make a movie about her this isn't eloquent and i'm sorry but like i just feel like it's gross um really when there are some like incredibly thoughtful and well-made documentaries about her Mm. that really capture you know her life and the pain that she lived with um it's just it really sort of washes out the effects of that if you're just gonna like make a biopic Mm -hmm. i agree 100 (sighs) percent. sorry to get serious Okay, well, this is okay. This is relevant a little bit because it's you know old music, new music. You know, this song "Running Up That Hill" by Kate Bush mm-hmm. is now all of a sudden freaking viral again just because of Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. And well, the only thing that pisses not pisses me off, but it's like people are obviously this song is going viral, but these kids today are not going to start <laughs> going through Kate Bush's discography and listening to all of her other stuff. Do you think? I mean, I don't. Well, someone I went to karaoke last night. Someone sang "Wuthering Heights" and. Um, there you go. I uh, I don't really like that. Were they Gen Z or like what was the? the, They were probably around my yeah like okay yeah (laughs) I was gonna say high twenties. I because I that the use of that song did make sense right like they're in the eighties they're in that world it makes sense that that character especially um, that Max's character would listen to that song so Mm. but I get the frustration of like okay all of a sudden this whole group of people is just going to listen to this one song without understanding like maybe the context for the time and the context for the artist Mm -hmm. but at the same time i'm i'm part of that group because i also didn't grow up listening to kate bush um Mm. and she's getting her bag she is absolutely you know getting her bag and i don't know steve Mm -hmm. do you how do you feel (laughs) i only know about kate bush because big boy is a big fan of her yes oh and, my god and, i read that article yeah and then he, he got her like on the album and he made like a big deal about it yeah so that's but I'm, i don't know what song you're talking about i've never watched stranger things i never heard yeah. a kate bush song but shout out her, her. Hurt me. you know who i do like that sounds old mark ronson his, yes he like produced all the stuff with amy Winehouse, and i felt yes. like his album was it uh uh Version? Vision? I forgot whatever. He had like a cover album. 
which is like the, old old stuff. And is then he, that like, what Valerie's on? Yes, 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 yes. Valerie's yes. my like Version, favorite. Yeah. Version. There you go. But like, here, yeah, his album before Here Comes the Fuzz is Even really that good. That sounded old too. So yeah, I'll fuck with him. Yeah, Nate Dogg on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ghostface Killer. Yeah, that's the. And Sean Paul. Whoa. And Tweet. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious! Wow. Oh, this Kate Bush. I yeah. heard this shit at Urban Outfitters before. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, I know this song. I didn't know I didn't know the, the white woman that sung it, but yeah, this song is tight. You didn't know the white woman that sung it. I don't know if that's disrespectful. Sorry, Kate Bush, but this song is tight. They use this in Stranger Things? Cool. Yeah. Ah. Uh, a whole lot. Yeah, it's the whole, isn't it? It's like basically like this girl is like possessed by something and like hearing this song like brings her back or whatever. Yeah, it brings her back from the possession. She's able to be tethered to the, yeah. real, the real world. And Damn. yeah, and it's crazy. Funny. And yeah, there's actually a thing you can do on Spotify where it, it's called the Upside Down playlist, and it's like it basically it generates you know some of your like top played tracks, and the whole point is like you know discover oh. your personal playlist to help you escape from Vecna or whatever in the Upside Down, and there's like a, you know a TikTok trend like what you know if I was possessed by Vecna, which song would bring me back? Oh my God, wait, I, can we? Okay, I, I know said we for, said yeah. no phones, but <laughs> Sorry. can we look at our our lists? Yeah, I'm gonna choose. Yeah, and that's what I thought would be fun to kind of end the episode on. Is everyone? What's the song? Oh, you did, did you? <laughs> Sorry. What? I'm just trying. What? We're coming towards the end of our time. No, I'm just I trying think to wrap that's it a up. Really great idea, actually. Um, and uh, oh my god, <laughs> mine is already. Yeah, so it's like if you heard, if you heard this one song, like the beginning of the song, and you were possessed, you would instantly come back. You'd be like, yes, I'm here. Uh, mine is This Must Be The Place, Naive Melody by Talking Heads. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm, yeah, it's very, yeah, very peaceful. <laughs> that feels very poetic because it's like, this must be I'd the be place. Like, it's, ho- it's home. It's re- the real world. Yeah. I, I cr- when I saw American Utopia, I straight up sobbed <laughs> during wow. this song. So that would, that would be mine. Wow, Vecna's not getting you today. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm going to say my... I actually don't agree with my top five, but I will say my top three are pretty spot on. Um, this uh, this song called Volando, uh, the remix. Uh, so it's a Mora song. He's a reggaeton artist, uh, but the remix is with Bad Bunny and Sech. And that I have literally played nine million times within the last year. Um, yeah, I feel like really if you heard Bad Bunny's voice, it would I'd bring you back. I'm not possessed anymore. And then Drugstore by IDK, because this whole, I think it's an EP. I think it was all produced by Kate Trinata, Um or if not all, 90%. And then El Apagón. Anyways, next. <laughs> yeah, Steve, if you were possessed and you heard the begin- a song. I don't know how to do that shit on my phone because I'm old. So I'm Spotify. And then in the search, ba- search bar. Search okay. upside down playlist. But also, if you know it, if you oh like, God, just know it, it in your heart, you don't need the algorithm to tell you. Oh, uh, it's Pop Boy by Stormzy. Hell I mean, yeah. yeah. That, that feels sense. so right for you. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Every time I DJ, Steve's like, play Pop Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He texts me. He's like, are you going to play Pop Boy? Yeah. Um, no, I don't know if you do that every time, but I do play it if you're there because I know oh, yeah. you're going to love it. Um, oh, so hey. Storms, you yeah, we'd love to have you on the pod. I see you did chewing gum. I feel like Bob Pod is the next natural step. That's a fact. Well, thank you all for being here today. Um, thank you to my amazing co hosts, Jesse and Steve. I'd be nothing without you both. I know that's right. Thank you. Welcome. See you all next time. The Bob Pod. A podcast for the stance.